0: I'm Dr. Daniel Halleck, and welcome to The Wild Conversation, where we make the best thinking in psychology, leadership, and organizational science accessible to leaders who are willing to learn and edit for their sake and for the sake of others. Why leadership development doesn't work? Some of you might be thinking, wait a second, isn't this your business model? I mean, after all, your business is wild leaders. Isn't that the economic engine, leadership development? Why leadership development doesn't work? I would say that leadership development does work, and it can be absolutely transformational in an organization. But often, unfortunately, it's a waste of time. Last fall, I received a text message from a very good friend of mine who's an executive in a business that you'd all recognize and he sent me a text he said have you heard of the group xyz fill in the blank we'll remain nameless i'm in this senior leader training that they are facilitating with a very small group of leaders and my soul is dying and my soul is dying my heart just breaks as somebody who's invested The last 17 years of my life in developing the capacity of deep-seated leaders to hear that somebody I know who's really thoughtful, cares deeply about his people, wants to learn and grow, feels like he's in a gigantic waste of time that his company is making him do. And if you've been around the WILD team for any amount of time, then you know that WILD stands for whole and intentional leader development. And yes, that's our brand. But it also represents a deeper philosophy about how you see yourself in your development and your growth, but also how you see other people and your investment in them. And at Wild, we want to see, we are about a whole leader reformation, a completely different paradigm and mindset in thinking about how leader and leadership development is done. So here's my intent for this conversation this morning, today. I want to disrupt the conventional way of thinking about investing in leaders. I want to disrupt the conventional way of investing in leaders. And I want to ruin every single one of you for the next time you learn about a gimmicky leader development quick fix that is not going to result in change or add value to you or the people in your organization. If you're, if you're ever talking to somebody, you I hope that you leave this conversation with questions and thoughts to say, you know, leader development should look like this. I grew up, my dad was an entrepreneur. He had his own air duct cleaning business. And if you don't know what air duct cleaning is, look in your house. And if you see those vents where the air comes out of, it turns out there's a lot more behind those vents. There's entire pipes. And I would listen to him. I would go to jobs with him when I was in high school and it's really hard work, but I'd listen to him, talk to customers and he would talk to customers in a way and describe the process because there is this phenomenon happening that people realize they can make a quick buck by vacuuming your air ducts and saying that they cleaned your whole ventilation system. And so he would try to let them know you actually need a lot more to clean the entire thing. If you want clean air in your house. And it was amazing because I watched by the end of the conversation, if they weren't going to work with my dad, and they probably were, because they could tell he knew what he was talking about. He's a microbiologist and understands air and the particles and the quality. But if you weren't going to work with him, you were going to go find the right person because you knew what to look for and ask about things like HEPA air filtration and mechanical agitation and brushes and whips and all sorts of stuff that I still remember today. And so that's my intent for this conversation is to invite us into a different way of thinking about leader development. We know that leaders matter, an investment in them is important. Healthy and whole leaders who are effective are absolutely critical. Can you imagine what it would look like if there is no one leading in the places you live and work? Leaders drive change. They marshal people together and they solve and bring people to solve the most challenging problems that we have in the world. And I don't care if you're leading a business through an organizational transformation or you're running a nonprofit that's combating human trafficking. Every challenge you face, every opportunity in front of you, it's going to be fueled in some way by the courageous efforts of leaders like you. And you're going to undergo immense amounts of pressure, self-doubt, work-life balance, highs and lows to make that mission a reality. Leadership makes organizations work. It's not the only factor, but it's a fundamental factor. And we know this in organizations because in the U S alone, there's over $166 billion, according to Forbes, spent on leadership development annually. And even in a downturn economy, when training and development budgets might be cut a little bit, executive development budgets still hold fairly stable. Even though leadership development doesn't always hit the mark, sometimes it can feel like my friend at sucking his soul, we still know it's valuable and we still know that the capacity of our leaders and our alignment in our teams matters. So when leaders talk about leader development and why they do it, here's some of the things I hear. People talk about outcomes like trust or common language, psychological safety, alignment with our strategy. Engagement and commitment, or increased performance. Leaders talk about culture and how do I create a healthy culture, a place where people feel like they belong, and we retain the right people, and we collaborate, and we're resilient, and we have effective and healthy communication. And I say yes to all those things, but the reality is, those things—culture, belonging, communication—those are invisible things that when they're in place, move the visible. The unseen is often impacting the scene. And that's why the capacity of leaders and alignment together matters because we know if we can move the needle psychologically on the invisible parts of who we are, the knock-on effect, the domino effect for everything else that we care about in our business or our nonprofit, your organization, wherever it is, changes. The problem is we don't always get to those pieces. We have nice experiences that don't always hit the mark. And we don't have a systematic approach for doing it. And so the first thing I want to share with you is that my conviction, our conviction at Wild is that we need a systematic approach for doing leader development. And I say system because we have a system for everything else in our business that works. You could have your playbook for how to market your process or take it to market and sell it. We have SOPs, standard operating procedures for how stuff gets done. We have regulations and policies and processes and plans for strategic planning, financial management, accounting, payroll. Everything in your business that works has some sort of system behind it. I'm not saying those systems couldn't be better or we always need to fine tune them, but there's a system for the things that work. It's documented as a plan and a process. It's not by the seat of our pants. But when it comes to developing leaders, which if you're here, you probably believe that's important. We almost never have a system for investing in the capacity of our leaders and their alignment together. We even have systems for the things that work in our life. We might not call them systems. We might call them your morning routine or your budget. Or we call our systems grocery day or taco Tuesday, or maybe it's an automated subscription to coffee or whatever else you need to fuel your life. We need systems for the stuff that actually gets done and we create them. So here's the problem. Most leader development is what I call the conventional approach. So I want to contrast for you what I call conventional leader development versus whole and intentional leader development. And this is the conventional approach. This is why I believe leadership development doesn't work. And I'll be honest, I'm guilty of doing this in a lot of different places over my career. And this is why I'm here with the wild team. Because the conventional approach starts with piecemeal one-off solutions. We give leaders a color, a number, a magic animal, and we call them developed. We put them in a box and we send them off. Now you know which quadrant you're in, go lead. You know your color, put it on your cubicle so people know how to communicate with you. And don't get me wrong, I'm not decrying those processes. They're a nice starter. They're a great appetizer, but they don't solve the problem. And what ends up happening is most leadership development looks like leadership events because of that. So we take people offline, we fly them in from around the country. We take three days of meetings with a couple days of travel, and we bring people to an event. We play some mini golf, we have a good time, and don't get me wrong, it's a lot of fun. But those moments at the best are catalyst moments, and they're almost never followed on with an ongoing developmental process. My kids do martial arts, and I've taken them to martial arts camps because they train every week. Those moments are nice inflection moments, but if that's all they did, they would never learn whatever sport or activity they're trying to do. We know that for kids. Why do we do it for leaders? And by the way, we have a wedding planner on our staff, an event planner. So we put on a mean event. I love a good event, but they're catalyst moments. And we tend to put people in silos, in verticals, We assume that only the senior leaders can learn from each other. Only the emerging leaders can learn from each other. Oh, only new leaders can learn with and from each other. Only diverse leaders, however we define that, can learn from each other. Heaven forbid that sales might actually learn something from operations or vice versa, make the business better. And so leader development tends to be detached from the business. The biggest backhanded compliment I've ever received in my career in this work was I flew people from around the globe together for an incredible event. Top of a tower overlooking Puget Sound in Seattle, beautiful accommodations, the whole nine yards, great content, thoughtful speakers, everything. One guy came to me at the end and he said this, this has been incredible, man. I, I did not want to come. I'll be honest. But this was this, you just knocked out of the park and I'm, I'm feeling good. And he said, and then he said this, but Hey, I've got to get back to work. So I'm a Jedi a little bit early. And in saying that, the backhanded underlying assumption was that we did nothing of substantive value to his work. The only value was the networking and time to schmooze with the senior executive team. Valuable, but not a good reason to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars. So success looks like a good story, and it's all about executive buy-in. Can I convince Mary to give money to solve the problem that she doesn't want to be a part of? And we build programs based on popular fads. What's on the cover of the New York times bestselling books list. Let's build a leadership program around that being a little facetious, not too much though. So when I say a wild approach, a whole and intentional leader develop, development approach, this is what we are doing. And while we're not the only ones, that's what we want to invite people into is moving from those one-offs to repeatable systems that can scale to different levels that anyone can use that meets them right where they're at. Where it's not just the one-time event, it's about a culture of development, which takes time. Where people are stretched, but they're also given equal support. Where every organization builds this reputation of a place where you're, it's a destination to come and learn and grow and develop. Have you heard about that crazy HVAC place? If you go there, they will invest in you from day one and you're going to grow as a person. You're going to be a better mom and a better dad because you came to that business and you're going to grow as a professional. And what if we could bring people across functions where senior leaders and junior leaders are learning from each other? It's why if you've ever been to a wild event, you see in the breakout conversations, you meet leaders who see the world differently than you and are from different industries. And that's by design. And what if leader development was integrated into the rhythms of a business where a leader could say, this process, this developmental moment actually helped me get my job done. And I learned something about myself. And while I love a good story, what if we could have actual analytics, measures of progress for how I'm progressing? And what if we moved from leadership buy-in to leadership participation? Where instead of leaders sending people the things that they won't participate in themselves, they can say, let me tell you what I'm learning about myself and where I need to change for your sake. And I want to invite you along the journey with me. And we have decades of research on what we know matters for the development of a human being. And so what if we could move from the fads that come and go, the LinkedIn memes, to what we know from the decades of deep work on what it means to prepare a generation of courageous and sacrificial leaders. So when I say, let's go wild, let's do whole and intentional leader development, I hope you see it's a different way of developing leaders. And my invitation, whether you're using our system, the wild toolkit or not, is that we think about a different way of a systematic way of inviting a whole and intentional leader development process. I want to read two things for you as I I end. One is a quote from Dr. McKenna's upcoming book, which is really a manifesto on this whole idea of what it means to do leader development differently. And I think of this when I said a whole leader reformation, a reforming, a different way of looking at the way we invest in ourselves and others. So let me read this quote from his book. A leader, whether by choice or by necessity, is responsible for the experience of so many others and for our progress forward. With that burden comes a whole different level of responsibility. So I ask you this, what can we do to better prepare a generation of thoughtful and courageous leaders with hearts to serve, a willingness to learn, a capacity to lead at the next level, and a wisdom to discern and provide clarity in these complex times? Answering this, que- this question is critical, but it will take a reformation. A radical shift in how we intentionally prepare them for the journey ahead. That is what I want. And I go back to my friend and his experience in the leader development program that was sucking his soul. I got this statement from a leader who we recently took through our system, the Wild Toolkit, and invited him into a deeper whole and intentional development process. Here's what he said finally, an intentional, and well-grounded system for development. This is a refreshing change from the workshop conference-based model to a system of development. Thanks, WILD. So let's keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to this WILD conversation. To join our live WILD conversation on Fridays, visit our website at wildleaders.org backslash wild conversation and subscribe to this podcast for regular whole and intentional leader development conversations. Have a great day.